So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Pando IQ's programmatic recruitment advertising platform helps employers source talent faster and more efficiently than ever thanks to predictive algorithms, machine learning, and AI. Buzzword overdose alert. Yeah, Pando is on the cutting edge of programmatic while being deeply rooted in the recruitment industry. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end programmatic job advertising platform that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending to maximize the ROI on your recruitment spend. And their AI-enabled algorithms use over 48 job attributes and more than 200 billion historical job performance data points to predict the optimal job advertising campaign. The machine does all that shit. That shit sounds expensive. Think again, Cheeseman. Pando IQ provides an end-to-end job advertising solution that delivers a significant increase in job ad performance without any wasteful spending. Sold. How do I get started? Go to pandologic.com to request a demo and tell them Chad and Cheese sent you. Ooh, they have a chat bot too that we can talk to. Oh, kill me now. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. I just want to know why we don't do all our firing squads during happy hour. We need more Australians um, on the show, I think. Guys, welcome to the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman, joined as always by not quite drunk yet, Chad Sowash. Dude, we both have brew dog beers, which we didn't plan either. <laughs> no, no, no. Brothers from another mother, for sure, uh, which, is, which is always the case. Well, anyway, we have uh, we have a an Australian uh, company. Good day, you bastard. As we always enjoy the Aussies, our first firing squad, <laughs> squad was an Australian company. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Chris, don't call me an almond brother, almond. Chris, welcome to the podcast, buddy. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me, mate. Sure. Well, give us a, a quick Twitter bio of you, and then we'll eventually get to the company stuff. Yeah, sure. So I, I'm actually not originally Aussie, like you can probably see by the accent. I'm from the UK. Um, originally, actually got a background in fire, in finance, but then when I moved to Australia, like a lot of 
one of my compatriots ended up falling into recruitment and then a few years ago is, is when I started Saucer. Good enough. Chad, tell him what he's won. You will have two minutes to pitch Sorcerer. At the end of two minutes, you're going to hear that bell. Then Joel and I will hit you with rapid fire Q&A. If your answers start rambling or you get boring, you're going to hear the crickets. That means tighten your game up, get shit moving. At the end of Q&A, you're going to receive either a big applause that means you're cooking jumbo shrimp and lobster on the barbie, cruising on that new yacht. Ignited out back with a blooming onion, baby. <laughs> <laughs> a golf clap. Yeah, we kind of dig it, but it's Foster's and microwave chicken for you until you can get your shit on course. Or, last but not least, the firing squad. Start hoarding that Vegemite now because you're going to starve if you keep this business up running this way, man. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, let's do this. In three, two. Cool. So Saucer really exists to help build credibility in recruitment. And we're actually on a mission to help build stronger connections between candidates, employers, and recruiters. And the way that we do this is through the power of reviews and social proof. So really the reputation economy has continued to grow and influence the way that we all make buying decisions. And now the ways that organizations must build and maintain trust and even earn credibility continues to evolve. We've got a world now, even with COVID, that's that's probably more online than ever before. And that means that almost all of our customers have already formed an opinion of us by doing their research online. And that's a lot of the time before they've even spoken to us. And the main goal of that research is, is reviews. The stats now 91% of people trust online reviews as much as personal recommendations. I know you, I, I wouldn't, and probably most others wouldn't head to a new restaurant, book a holiday, or, or even buy a TV without checking reviews online. And these same customers are deciding which recruiter will help them with their next career move or, or even help them find their next critical hire. So that's why we created Saucer to give recruiters a credible way to highlight their experience and showcase their positive feedback from candidates and clients. So whether you're a recruiter or an agency owner, we can help you get real customer feedback and then help you attract new customers, retain existing and really stand out above the other competitors in your market. So the way it works is Saucer helps recruiters collect reviews on autopilot after every placement they make. And we've got a bunch of digital marketing tools in the background and integrations to make sure that those reviews are everywhere that their clients and candidates could be looking. We've actually also recently released a full capability net promoter score tool designed specifically for recruitment businesses as well. So they can capture real-time insights on all their client and candidate interactions and then segment that by the things that matter. And that could be... Cool. There we go, guys. Tighten it up. All right, Chris, first, right out right out of the gate, employers hate Glassdoor in the review system. They believe it's a, an extortion racket. So why are recruiters and staffing firms going to feel good about reviews on Sorcerer? Well, it's a great question. And I think one of, the, uh, one of the challenges that I see with Glassdoor is the lack of control that recruiters have over where these reviews come from. And, and probably the lack of verification as well. You know, anyone could leave anyone a review on Glassdoor. So the lack of control that the recruiters have over their reputation becomes a challenge, whereas a big part of Saucer is the verification. So we we verify that those reviews are legitimate by tying them to a placement. So we know that that relationship or 
you know, transaction in the sense of recruitments actually occurred. Let's talk a little branding, Chris. You uh, are sorcer.com. There's no E at the end of that. Um, I'm curious, uh, sorcer.com, the, 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 the actual spelling of it, goes pretty much nowhere. Um, was there any attempt to buy or acquire the .com? Is there any uh, desire to do it in the future? Is it a hurdle to have to spell the name to everybody that you talk to from a sales side? How did the branding come about? And is it a, a strong point or is it a hurdle for you? Yeah, look, it's a good point. Um, you know, originally we looked at the branding because we were really focused on getting that source of .com. We were focused on getting the .com. But as with a lot of um, a lot of businesses nowadays, the .dot com is is hard to hard to get. So that's why we came up with Sorcerer and not the E off it, so we could get the .dot com. Look, um, we've done a lot of work on our SEO recently because being a public sort of online directory, it's really important that we do rank. So we've done a good job recently of of improving that. It was historically a bit of a problem, but now you know I've not seen a problem and. I don't know whether you spelled it wrong, but Sorcerer.com does go through to our website. Not, well, not, not with the E, though. Not with the E, no. Sorcerer.com, right. So so my next, so there's no no desire to sort of obtain the, the common spelling or uh, you don't own Sorcerer.co.uk or .ae or anything like that? Not, not with the E, no. Look, maybe in the future we'll, uh, we'll check that out. But okay. yeah, it's, it's, off, it's off brand as well, so it's, uh, it's a tough balance, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. So my next question, uh, again, with branding, when I go to the site, it, it has me select, you know, UK, New Zealand, or Australia. Um, so one of my questions is why wouldn't you just redirect based on IP address? And secondly, are you only going to be focused in those three markets uh, for the foreseeable future? Or are there growth uh, opportunities in, in your strategy to go to other markets? Yeah, good question. So we we did actually originally um, redirect based on IP address, but we found that uh, often people wanted to check out the other websites as well. So we wanted to give control and flexibility over checking them all out. We were originally Australia, New Zealand. We launched uh, in the UK crazily during COVID. And yeah, that's it's not plans to stop there. As, as we start to scale and, and, and build the team out, we'll be definitely looking to other or the recruitment heavy markets like like the US where you guys are over there as well. So what are the major differences between you and a company like Recruiter Inside? Yeah, great point. The way I suppose the way I like to put it is, you know, if you want a learning develop learning and development tool and you're really focused on that performance management side of things, uh, Recruiter Insider it probably more fits that mold. If you want to use your reviews for sales and marketing and really amplify your brand and use that to grow your business, that's that's really where Saucer um, comes up top drums. Well, who, who are you selling to? Are you selling to just staffing companies and recruiters, or are, are you also selling experience and data over to the, the employers? Look, our customers primarily are the recruiters at the minute. So we, we really pitch ourselves as a digital marketing platform for them. Uh, and the, I suppose the engine that does that is the reviews and the placements that they collect and showcase on their on their profiles but 
over time, as we start to grow and we start to build the traffic to our website, a secondary customer does actually become those employees and candidates because they're able to come onto our website. They can search by location, search by recruiter speciality, and then see a ranking of all the recruiters that we've got based on the reviews that they've received. And, and as we get more and more data and information, we can super drill down on that. So not only looking by location and speciality, but we can also eventually look at you know, specific job titles or things that are even more relevant to the employers and candidates out there that are doing the research. So most top-notch recruiters that we've actually talked to here in the US will tell you that 95% of the recruiters out there are horrible. They're just shit. But your platform makes everyone look like their top 5%, or at least the ones that I've seen thus far. So I, I feel like there's some cherry picking going on. Are there reviews being cherry picked by recruiters and staffing organizations? Can you kick out bad reviews? Can you contest them? How does how does the process work with regard to the actual review system itself? Yeah, sure thing. So there's there's no tre- cherry picking involved. The way, the way it works for the agencies is we connect with their applicant tracking system. So a bull owner is a example when a placement gets recorded by a team member in bullhorn that triggers an event to us and then we flick off the review request to the candidate and client so they receive that once the review is received back we verify the review and we verify the placement and then that sits on their profile and is available for them to use elsewhere so because that's an automation there's no way that they can cherry pick now the reality is, you know, because we're we're focused on placements, at least currently, you know, most reviews are going to be good. But our, our job at the minute isn't to highlight bad recruiters. It is to highlight good recruiters and highlight good work that they've done. Um, and we think we do that in a, a pretty verified and controlled manner. Well, and you're only touching a very, very small percentage of the individuals who are actually having interactions with those recruiters in the first place. So if it's from my standpoint, from a, from a staffing organization, that's worthless to me. I mean, obviously that recruiter did a good job and the candidate's going to love that they got a job for the most part. So all the data that I really want are those shit interactions that you're not going to provide me. Is that, is that true? Look, that's a good question from the performance management um, perspective. Yeah, absolutely. You want to get the, um, the feedback from all the client and candidate interactions. So internally we've got an MPS or net promoter score tool that does that for them. But externally, the, the goal for the recruiters and the agencies is to showcase all their good work in a verified manner through a third party. So that's where the agencies really see the value. It's, hey, we've already done this good work by making this placement. We've already got a happy client. We've already got a happy candidate. How can we project this across all our other digital investments, whether that be our website, uh, LinkedIn, or any other channels that we work on to make sure that any other prospects that we're working with can see that? So it's all part of brand management. Chris, it looks like in uh, in eighteen you got three hundred around three hundred k in seed money, correct? Yes. And so, is there is there a plan to raise more money? Is that going to be enough? Um, and particularly, what did you do with the three hundred uh, seed money? I actually don't know if that's Australian dollars or exactly what that is. Um, so you can clarify that for me. That'd be nice. Um, and then marketing, and then marketing wise, I'm curious. You know, you have to hit a pretty high level of scale. Um, and critical mass of recruiters to sort of be valuable uh, to a large set of people. So I'm curious about the marketing strategy and how you're growing that number of recruiters. Yeah, sure thing. So to answer the first question, yeah, we raised 300, I think our first round was 310K and that was Aussie dollar. 
Um, we've raised a bridging round since um, at the start of COVID just to help, you know, put a bit of buffer in the bank account while, while we go through what's happening at the minute. But absolutely, our, our goal is to be raising a Series A um, early next year. We, you know, we're, we're already already revenue making, which you'd obviously hope after 2018. Um, and the goal for us really is to get pretty close to that break-even point. So when we do raise that Series A round, you know, we're not um, we're not in the pockets of the investors, and we have a bit more flexibility over who to choose. But yeah, absolutely, it's um, it's a bit, and, and that that really folds into, I suppose, your second question, which, which is around that marketing piece. So our you know our, our go to market is we, we're a free product as well. So we've created direct a directory of what we think is about eighty percent of the recruiters in Australia. So we can market out to them to claim their free profile. It's free to claim the profile, free to collect their reviews. Um, and then when they wouldn't really want to take that branding and marketing to the next level and get access to some of those um, other features to help them integrate it elsewhere, that's when we've got the paid models on top of that. So by doing that, it allows us to help that uh, help achieve that critical mass that you that you mentioned because it's absolutely, you know, it's something really important for an open online directory like this, like you've you've worked out. Yep. And so you, you, you talk a lot about SEO benefits of, of either the profiles being findable, and I'm sure that plays into your marketing. And I'm curious about sort of the cultural angle of this. So in this in the States, there's very little of searching for, you know, staffing agencies or recruiters. It's usually, you know, we look for a job and if we apply and if it's if it's a recruiter, great. If not, if it's the employer, great. Is culturally, do Australians and Brits actively search for actual you know recruiters and maybe even names of recruiters does it get that granular well I, I suppose as a first um, as a first point of call the answer is no because there's never been or other than LinkedIn which it's sort of difficult to compare one to the next there's no way to look for recruiters so you may type in something like best recruiters Sydney or best recruiters in technology and, and, and check out what comes up. Where sort of really works uh, and helps with the agencies in, in SEO is post engagement. So the likelihood is, yeah, you know, I think it, I think the stats eighty two percent of people will probably Google your name or Google your business's name once you've got in touch, and that could be before they even respond to an email. So we want to make sure when they do do that, the first results that come up is a sourcer, and we can showcase those reviews in Google search results. We're um, yeah yeah, so we're we're actually a Google review partner so what that means is we can show up reviews in search results i don't know whether you've ever seen before review snippets on other platforms i think like glassdoor um we we've as a verified review partner of them we've got that same ability to do that so it really helps us um get them ranked high and make sure that those reviews are visible for anyone on page one what's up guys i got a question for you what happens when you bring the power of ai to programmatic advertising. Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. 
HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. And can you break down your your free, the the you know, what... How many people are using the free product? How many are paying or maybe a percentage of, of what that is if you don't want to, if you don't feel comfortable, you know, revealing the actual numbers? I'm curious how many you have uh, in each of those sort of universes. Yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll just, just to not muddy up the waters, um, I'll just pick Australia as an example. So I think there's about 17,000 recruiters that we've got profiles for on the platform. Fifteen hundred of them, thereabouts, have been claimed, and are, and are collecting reviews. And around thirty percent of our claimed profiles at the minute, just under, um, are on paid accounts. So, are you collect? Is there a database that you're pulling from, and then putting those on your site, like, or are people actively putting on profiles? Are they sort of claiming the profile that you already have? Yeah. So, so there's almost three. So there's three buckets there. One is our directory that we pulled from. Two is the actual people that have claimed their profile and three are the actual paid members. Exactly, yeah. So um, for, for the most part, we, we've we got a, a data team that runs in the background to get publicly accessible information on who these recruitment agencies are and who these recruiters are. Okay. And that allows us to go to market with this claim profile strategy. Now, um, yeah, we, we can market out to recruiters individually, whether that be paid advertising or, or email marketing and, and a lot of content that you might have seen. And then we encourage them to claim, activate them, get them collecting reviews. And then the next stage is, is hopefully moving them. Gotcha. So so it's 17,000 total. Of that, how many have claimed? About 1,500. Yeah, 1,500. 500 and paid? About 30%. And that's just in Australia. And then we've, we've obviously got people in New Zealand and, uh, and in the UK as well. Okay. So yeah, it was funny. I reached out to a couple of uh, recruiters in Australia and they didn't realize they actually had a profile on your site and they, 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 they were, they were somewhat astonished that uh, you had data on them and, and one of them, it wasn't correct. Um, tell me about the candidate reviews. Uh, they, they're really more like Facebook comments. Why did you decide on freeform reviews instead of pointed questions so that you could provide structured data that uh, the employer, the, the staffing company could, could use? Yeah, it's a good question. I think there's, there's, there's two parts to it. Um, we, the only, we do provide limited structure data, which is that five-star review. So they leave a five-star review and a testimonial. The first part to that is is speed and conversion. The more the more questions that you put within a survey or, or a review request, the less likely it is that someone's going to uh, leave that. Now we're a f- fully mobile responsive survey. Our response rates sit between sort of thirty five and forty percent, depending on on the industry. So that's really important. It means that we're collecting reviews on most from most candidates that that have obviously been placed. And then the second part of that is the testimonial is actually probably one of the most powerful parts of the review for anyone who's looking and checking out that recruiter because it provides context to the actual service and experience the candidate has. You know, people mostly look at the overall rating. So it could be, yeah, 4.5 stars out of five over X amount of reviews. But when they're searching through the profiles, they really want to see what the comments are from the people that they've actually worked with because that's really what 
what helps build that trust and credibility and in, in experience for anyone considering using that recruiter. Yeah, I love the transparency, but I'm I'm sure there are a few firms that have pushed back. Uh, have you actually had firms say, look, I'm not going to participate, get my recruiters off your platform? Yeah, we look, no, there's always going to be people who aren't early adopters. We, you know, our, our one of the goals of the platform is to make sure that we have a fully transparent online directory as well. So we work with the RCSA, which is a member organization for recruitment agencies over in over in Australia. Um and we, and we want to maintain that online directory. So if they don't want to participate, that's great. The basic profile will still say there. There's no detailed information as such on who that agency is. You know, it's pretty much just their name, location, and, and, and what markets they work in if we've been able to gather that. Uh, and it really sits at that. Now, if there's incorrect information, they're more than welcome to change, claim and change that information. There's nothing that forces them to collect reviews. But for us, if it is a recruit, if it is a le- legitimate recruitment agency in the market, we do still want to include them in the directory. But much as a Yelp would for businesses or, or anything else, uh, like a trip view for restaurants or cafes. What's the biggest threat to your business? Is it uh, a, a, a giant like? You know, Google, uh, like Google, launched sort of these profile cards in search um, on their uh, in their India sites, which I assume will sort of uh, sprinkle out into the world at some point. I mean, LinkedIn is a behemoth. Is it uh, firms that have been that have been around for a long time that could just sort of replicate this this review uh, this review technology or feature? Like, what do you what keeps you up at night, if anything? Yeah, first first mover advantage, or at least for number one, number two, is, is probably really important in a space that we're in. Um, so getting market, getting getting that critical mass that you mentioned before, mate, is you know that that that's pretty quick, critical. I think you know if, if anything, that I'd say that's the thing that keeps me up at night. Looking at you know unique ways that we can add value, provide content, and get out to the market so we can get as many people as possible claiming their free profile. Because the way that we see it is, um, you know, there's no limitations to that. We're helping the individuals and we're helping the agency brand themselves better. And there's that SEO element even behind it. So just claiming your profile and collecting a handful of reviews is better than not. Uh, and that's what we t- want to try and encourage all agencies to do. So, Chris, this is this is a marketing play, pure marketing play. What's the next step past what you're currently doing today? Yeah, it's um, look for us for this for the staffing agencies um, that we're working with. The next play that you know we've already sort of dipped our toes into is that performance management or candidate experience side of things as well, and that's where the Net Promoter School tool tool that we've built sort of um, falls into that bracket. So we've got all these public reviews and and the ways that we integrate them as part of LinkedIn, Google, and, and a few of the other things that we've got, which is sits on the marketing side of reputation. Uh, but as a reputation management platform, another part of that is managing the team to make sure that they, um, you know, they deliver the rep- reputation that you've built to the other clients and candidates that they work with. So we're starting to build that out as well. So that sits internally so they can measure the performance and segment it by team or by outcome um, of all those interactions that they have with the nine candidates that, that they didn't place or the employer that they weren't man- that they didn't manage to fill a job with. I want to uh, give you some kudos, uh, 
Chris, uh, your your transparency and pricing is refreshing. Um, most of the companies we bring on, you have to schedule a demo, and there's sort of a lot of mystery around pricing. But you 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 guys have laid it out pretty uh, pretty clearly. It looks like you can obviously have a free account, which you guys set up for them for the most part, and they can claim uh, up to about one fifty per month, and then forty nine per additional user for agencies. Um, so you're you're right around the one hundred to two hundred dollars per month. Um, for an individual user, I don't know what your average average pricing would be, but I'm curious. You know, when you when you have a freemium model to have that incentive or that you know those features that are gonna that are gonna turn people to the paid version, what is your hook to really get someone to go from claiming their profile to then actually paying you guys um, to sort of get that boost? What's 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 the catch? What's the hook? Yeah. Um, look, first of all, the most important thing that we encourage them to do when they claim is is collecting reviews in the first place. And then once they do collect reviews, to be honest, the, the way that we pitch or demo um, and have conversations with moving people onto pricing is showing the results that we've managed to, to, to provide to other agencies that are unpaid. You know, showing examples of where they type in, you know, a particular agency or particular recruiter's name, how they rank on Google, other testimonials and full case studies of, of how we've been able to deliver support for for other agencies on paid. It's you know it's an it's an ROI question for a lot of agencies. You know, marketing is something that more and more of them are investing in, which is, which is awesome. Um, but they just want to see ROI, which is often quite difficult in in marketing because it's it's sometimes indirect. So, you know, our goal is you know re- rely less on paid advertising. You can reduce your paid advertising spend if you can implement reviews in all these various different areas on uh, online. And you said you're looking for Series A funding. What kind of valuation do you think you'll be looking for? How much money can be made? Because it, it seems like it's a little bit restrictive in terms of how much you can grow. There's a finite number of recruiters. There's a finite number of markets where this would be really valuable. What, what, what's your valuation when you're shopping this this company? Yeah, it's, look, we, I'd, I'd be lying if I knew the exact valuation now because it depends where what, what sort of position that we're in come March, April, when we're um, – when we're looking to raise, but you know, given where our projections are in terms of, of revenue, we'd be looking to raise at you know around that six mil mark to really help us accelerate into the UK uh, and Australia more. And then the next steps after that is how can we get into you know the other markets? Like you know, we look at Europe as an example. There's, I think there's. There's more recruiters per capita in France than pretty much any other com- country apart from the UK. Germany's really high recruitment, so th- there's plenty of markets out there. That means that you know there's a good total addressable market to go at. And then, I suppose outside of that is once you've got the buy-in and the trust of the industry, there's you know whether it's whether it's marketing or performance management or even something else that's closely related. There's other revenue streams that we can potentially open up to look to provide. Um, more value to the agencies that we've obviously built trust with and are are working with. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Chris, are you ready to face the firing squad? Go on. (laughs) Let me have it. Uh, I'll make this quick. I uh, just finished my beer, so I need to open. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris. So, the site looks great. I got to say, you know, going into this, I wasn't really sure where your focus was going to be. And, you know, it it is around 
looking good, feeling good, and being able to promote whatever brand is on the site, right? Uh, unfortunately, the candidate reviews are ambiguous and, and fairly useless from a user standpoint. I mean, I felt like I was on Facebook as I was reading through some of them. The hiring company reviews are more structured, but there's still much to be desired. Uh, and from a staffing standpoint, you want structured input or data points to provide better guidance and training for your staff. And, and really, if you take a look at the MPS score overall, I mean, you are dealing with a cherry-picked group. If you did allow every single individual that you connect with or that even gets touched by the recruiter to provide data to you, that would be something that would be worth much more. But once again, I think you're being smart with regard to saying, hey, this is warm, fuzzy. This is a great way to at least push your brand out there because most of the individuals I see on the site of the recruiters all have nearly five-star reviews, which doesn't feel like a real world to me. But transparency does win the day. And SEO is obviously another great way to drive recruiters and staffing companies into your platform. Uh, overall, I think you're going to have to get beyond the warm and fuzzy marketing play and, and being able to, to, to try to ask for more data. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't feel that's where you're at now. So that, my friend, is why you're going to get a golf clap. Good day, you bastard. All right, Chris. All right, so it's my turn. Um, all right, so I always, I always have a hard time with these sort of uh, geographic plays where the culture is different than it is in the U.S., um, I'm American that way. So it's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around how staffing agencies are so important, but I, I can wrap my head around, uh, the business of reviews, um, certainly restaurant reviews and in our own industry, company reviews, employer reviews, um, have been big business. Chad and I have talked in length about Glassdoor's exit of one point, whatever billion, um, to recruit holdings who owns indeed as well. So there's definitely money, in uh, them are reviews. So for me, I think you have a limited ceiling, but I don't think you need to have a billion dollar plus business. And if you're talking about, you know, six million, five, six million, um, you have to have a fraction of what the global sort of employer review business has to be successful. I also think that I loved I loved being able to hear you say, looking at adding new things and features as we sort of build out the company. Because Glassdoor, uh, although they started with just reviews, obviously are basically a job site now. And they're an employer branding play and they're making money in a lot of different ways. So I think that you know the key for you will be, if assuming you get the funding that you're looking for, is how do you take reviews to the next level and add things on top of it. Um, I think Chad is right when he says, look, you can't just continue to be a marketing play um, and have longevity because that is, that's a moat that can be penetrated in my opinion. So to have like con uh, unique technology and something that can build that moat for you, um, particularly in markets uh, that you're in are going to be important. As I understand it, the UK is incredibly uh, competitive, but I also uh, understand there's a ton of money um, in that market as well, uh, even much more so than uh, I'm assuming Australia and New Zealand. 
So as you grow in new markets, the value uh, obviously goes up. But I think the the opportunity to have an exit where uh, a UK staffing company, a big company over in Europe, uh, just writes you guys a check because you're getting some some critical mass with reviews and um, and engagement is a real uh, future for you guys. So for me, uh, I'm a little biased on the review side because uh, I've I, I talk about it and have businesses around that. But from from me, I mean, I think there's a real opportunity here. And my Australian friend, bring out the blooming onions. There we Give go. An applause from me, my friend. How do you feel? Yeah, thanks, guys. Look, it's, it was good feedback as well. Um, you can't complain with a, a good clap and a golf clap, so I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, you could because you're Australian. <laughs> and with that, we, we out. out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chat and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.